How many love the Lord tonight? Amen. Like I said, we're going we can, we can, to uh, preach tonight and let you go home. Praise God. It's, it's, it's a good message. You can tell me to John chapter 14 real quick. The other, a couple of weeks back, I preached at my aunt's funeral, and I used these verses. And we talked about salvation. We talked about, my uncle told me, he said, Lanny, before she died, she recommended that you would preach at our funeral. <laughs> she said, she wants you to preach salvation. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I had, listen, I had a good time because, like I said, I said, that she, I told the people, I said, she asked me to preach salvation. I'll let you know I'm coming after you, praise God. <laughs> we talked about, you know, him being the only way. And Christ died on the cross that we can have eternal life. I was talking about that Sunday when I talked about that security, that true security as Christians that we have in Christ. Listen, it's not always, listen, I, I've gone to church for years, and then for myself, I've, and I ain't blaming anybody, I, 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 I wasn't really grabbing a hold of what God was trying to teach me. Because as a, as a pastor, as a minister, as a uh, older, older gentleman, Lloyd, in the Lord, <laughs> some pieces are coming together. And I'm starting to find out I have strength and comfort and security in God and His Word. Amen. If God said it, it settles it, like I've been saying it. Uh, I don't have to argue the case with anybody. Uh, if a man says, well, I may, how you know man wrote that? How you know man didn't write that Bible? Yeah, they did write the Bible under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's the problem. The Holy Spirit is not welcome in a lot of churches today. You'd be surprised. I was hearing that song today, was, or maybe a little Lord Gene was playing, and he says, you know, we, they just built a new church in town, and they called the mayor, and they called the councilman, and they called everybody. He says, I, think, I just wondered if somebody called Jesus. <laughs> I just wondered if they were welcome to drunk and, and the sinner in. <laughs> you know, we have to have prestigious people. But no, we need to welcome the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, listen, I, I feel a different spirit when I get up here. I feel the anointing to preach, okay? Uh, I feel the anointing that God has called me to preach this message. And, you know, we have to listen to the Holy Ghost. You can turn with me to chapter 14 of John, verse 14, or 15. No, I'm going to read verse 14. I'm sorry. Through 17. Thank God we still have the Bible. <laughs> we need to listen to the words of Christ. Amen. Listen, a lot of times we hear preachers preaching. We hear people suggesting and, and giving us advice. But you know, how many times do we stop to listen to Jesus? The words I'm going to read you is not my words. They are his words. <laughs> Amen. You know, John had a, a relationship with Jesus that doesn't seem to, excuse me, doesn't seem to be a little bit different than the rest of the disciples. Because you remember, John is the one that rested on his breast. Uh, John seemed to have a, a, a relationship with Jesus that would seem to be close. And I'm not saying the others wasn't, you know, as close, but John seemed to be, see, John had a, 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 a thing of bringing out Jesus and he, heals, he, he deals with the heart issue. Suppose I would invent a, a new car. Okay, 
And you know, and it's, it's, it's a hot thing, man. It's, it's on the assembly line. And four people go to look at that car. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark goes, Matthew goes to look at it. He's, he's looking for a family vehicle, Sister Gat. So what he does, you know, if you read the Gospel of Matthew, basically dealing with the Jewish people. Oh, no, we receive it for ourselves, but it seems like he's, he's trying to get a hold of the Jews. He's trying to let them know that Jesus is the Messiah. He starts off with the genealogy, and he starts, that was important to Jewish people. You know, they, 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 if Jesus had to be the Messiah, he had to become the son of David. He had to come from the lineage of David. So he starts off with the genealogy and get Jesus to, to David. So what was happening is that he had to convince the Jewish people. So he's looking at this car, and he said, I need a family car. Come on. So he looks at the family, and he says, this is about my family. So there comes Mark. <clears throat> Mark seems to want to convince the Romans. So he's, he wants a car with power. See, if you're going to convince the Romans, you've got to prove Jesus is the powerful God you claim he is. Seems like Mark does a lot of miracles and a lot of more convincing, trying to convince the Romans, you know, that Jesus is the Messiah. If you read that right, listen, <laughs> people say, how do you know? Just read it. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Then there comes Luke. He's a businessman, okay? And Luke, Luke's, he's, he, he, want, he does, you know, he looks at the car on a business perspective. He's looking for something how he can operate his business because Luke's a doctor, according to the scriptures. And Luke's Greek, according to the scriptures, I think. But he, he might be Jewish, but I, I think he's Greek. Now, he's, he's got the idea of building a business, Okay? So he looks at the car and he says, look, this is what <laughs> I want. But John's a little bit different. John opens the hood and he listens for the motor. He wants to know what makes it tick. <laughs> he wants to know what makes that car run. So he gets a lot personal with the relationship of Jesus because there's things in the book of John. Don't expect a lost person to understand. Uh, even Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a man that could quote the five first books of the Bible by heart. Nicodemus was a man that knew the prophets. He studied through history, but he was lost. Because Jesus said, except the man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. How, well, look, you tell a lost person that, what is he going to tell you? You're nuts. <laughs> but for a believer, we understand that because we know we have to be born of the Spirit. See? Nicodemus, how can a man be born when he's old? Come on. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time in his mother's womb? And Jesus had to pretty much convince Nicodemus, hey, you, listen, you, you, are you a teacher in Israel? You don't even know these things? You're, 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 you're one of the, uh, the priests? Excuse me, one of the scholars? You studied? And, you, and I'm just out in my own. But that's the picture I got. That Nicodemus was lost. Can you be lost in memorizing the Bible? Yes, yes, you can. If you can't, if you can't apply Jesus <coughs> as your Savior. Amen. You got a call drop for me? <laughs> I just had a little scratchy. Anyway, 
Now the disciples came to Jesus to ask him, you know, let me start in, uh, let me just read verse 1 to kind of, of chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Thank you. Let not, what does it say? <laughs> believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He's coming back. He's going to prepare a mansion for us. That's how I was always said, if I, I get to heaven, I can live in a couple on. <laughs> but no, he has a mansion <coughs> prepared for me. A mansion in glory that Jesus has prepared. Don't worry. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Golly, I feel the anointing. Don't let, it, don't let your heart be anguished because he has prepared a place for you. He's given a place for you. He's got a place ready for you. Like I said, we're worrying about a lot of things and his politic issues and all that stuff. I'm going to heaven, hallelujah. Praise God. There ain't, a, uh, uh, ain't going to be a, a, uh, a president or a religious leader or a priest or a, a preacher is going to stop that. Nothing shall take me out of his hands. Shall persecution, shall pearls, shall, shall uh, you know, all of this stuff, shall principalities, shall powers, nothing shall pull me out of God's hand. Come on, ain't that encouraging? To know if you're a believer today, God has you in his hands. You don't have to worry about the devil. I know he's going to come against you, but you stand firm upon his word. Stand firm in what Jesus did. That's the power. Paul said, I didn't, I didn't come to preach baptism. I came to preach the cross. I'm not ashamed of the power. I'm not ashamed of the cross of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. You believe that? You're going to heaven, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise. The other day I was so excited, I felt like jumping up here. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, God is good. All righty. So he says, let not your heart be troubled. Verse 3 says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Did we ever stop to listen to those verses? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to get you. I'm, you're going to come to live with my, in my house, in my place. We're just pilgrims passing through. We're not, we're not going to stay here. You know what I'm saying? The rapture's going to happen. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And them which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So I got a lot of people listening on the, on the internet right now. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming. He's coming. And ain't the devil in hell is going to stop him. Hallelujah. He's coming back for his church. He's coming back for those that trust him. Hallelujah. That'll make everybody shout. God is coming back. Jesus is coming back. My hope can't be in this world. It has to be in Christ. My home can't be planted here on this earth. It has to be planted with Jesus. Praise God. When the rapture happens, you go to meet the Lord forever. You're changed. You're never going to see sorrow. You're never going to see debt. You're never going to see sickness. You're never going to have uh, any of these things that we harness on this planet or on this earth. Because Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. I said, Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He's coming back for his church. Oh, he's coming back to take you out of this place. Don't get comfortable here, praise God. Don't get easy and laid back here because you're not going to be here that long. Hallelujah. God has a place for you. Now, my question to Janice this morning is what incited my... I told her, I said, Janice, I said, what has the Holy Ghost done in your life? How has he changed you? And I wasn't, we, we talked to each other sometime like that. You know, I, I want, listen, because I want to change. <laughs> I want the Holy Ghost to do what he has to do in my life. It's the Kathy Lloyd book. I want the Holy Ghost to have his way. I feel the joy and the peace of God just saying that. And I want, I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to walk in faith. I found, I'm going to tell you my testimony. I found faith has been increasing in my heart this year more than any time in my life. Not that I didn't believe God. It's just there's something about what he said and the words that he spoke. If they're not true, he's a liar. And I know he's not a liar. His word stands strong. I find in my life, as my testimony, the Holy Spirit is strengthening my faith in his word. I have to, I have to overlook the world system. The Bible says, don't concern yourself with the affairs of this life. No, I got to live here. I got I to gotta work here. I got to... I gotta, I gotta, you know, vote here like we did a couple of months ago. But this is not my world, Sister Kathy. Listen, Jan, it is not all, it is not, this is not where we're going to stay. We're going to come back to rule and reign with him, but we're going to be with Jesus. You know, we, man, I feel the presence of God. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. My uncle told me, couple of weeks back when I did the funeral, he said, Lenny, he said, when I got saved, and that's a long time because I don't remember him never not being saved. He said, the Holy Spirit came in and I didn't desire alcohol no more. <laughs> I didn't desire the things of this world no more. That is the fruit of repentance. That is the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't believe he ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't know why he's fighting it, but I know one thing. He's born again. I could see it in him. I could see his love for God. I, when he said that, I said, that is, a, that is a testimony to the power of the Holy Ghost working in a man's life. When I look at my life, I have to judge everything based on God's word. So when I, when I listen, I get frustrated because I have the business we have. Oh, Lord, my God. Listen, let me tell you what happened. I opened the hood of my dump truck. When I let it down, all, the, 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 the hood broke apart. I said, my, my, my. And you know what? I mean, books trying to screw it back together. We're trying to find a new one. Couldn't find one. But I'm going to get one. <laughs> I didn't just a confidence. I'm going to get one. There's a test in our lives that God is trying to pull us in a place. I believe you, Father. There's no question what your word says. So let me read this to you. 
If you ask anything in my name, I might do it. What does it say? If you ask anything, I'm going to sorry, did I give you the verse? Verse 14 of chapter 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's what it says? Y'all says the same thing? Who said that? Jesus said it. (laughs) Listen, I said Jesus said it. Not Lanny. Jesus said it. Now, would God give me a Cadillac if I ask him? Let me tell you something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about lust of things. I'm talking about faith for things. Healing, salvation for your family, financial blessings, strength, encouragement. Listen, I'm learning to know them right now more than anything. I need the courage of God. To pastor this church, I'm going to be honest with you. If I don't have courage, I'll quit. (laughs) You have to be ready to endure. And I'm not just talking about my life, your life. You have to be ready to endure whatever the world can throw at you. Because God has given us courage. Be of good courage, the scriptures say. Be of good courage. We need to have courage. We need to be ready to fight the good fight. When you stand, say, this is what God said. People say, well, you think you have the only way? Yes, I have the only way. Well, what about Buddha and what about Muhammad and what about Mary? And what? No, Jesus is the only way. You can get offended if you want. That's what the scriptures say. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yes, I have the only way. You might get beat up, but tell them that. You might get shunned away. You might say, we don't want to mess with that person. So what? I'm not arrogant. Jesus said that. He said, if you ask anything, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't keep God's commandments, you don't love him. I'm sorry. Love not the world, neither things in the world. The Bible says, if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can't get to heaven living like hell. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You can't get to heaven living like hell. I know a lot of people might be listening to the Lord over the internet. I'm going to say it out loud. You can't get to heaven living like hell. You have to love him. If you love him, you're going to do what? Keep his commandments. Come on. You're going to be looking to serve him, to obey him, to do what he says, to follow his ways. That's what the word of God teaches. I didn't write it. And as long as I got breath to preach, y'all, seriously, I want to, listen, I can't, a person living in sin outside of God ain't going to heaven. I don't care how far, how many times they said he go to church. I don't care what denomination they said he belonged. If you're living in sin, you're out of God's will. Come on, somebody. If you're living in sin, you're out of God's will. I, I don't hope, I don't think nobody here is, but, but anyway, I'm. I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to an audience outside this church. <laughs> and look, the Lord's right. He checks all that stuff. They got people listening, Sister Guy. Last time, 580-something people listened to this little <laughs> sermons on, on Thursdays and Sundays. Hallelujah. God is doing something. 
God is moving, praise God. We have to be ready. We have to be ready to be testimonies for Jesus. We have to be ready to be led of the Spirit. He says here, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter or helper, that, you may, that he may abide with you forever. Now, where's the Holy Spirit? In here. Did he ever leave? Come on. My Bible says he'll abide with me forever. Now, I could choose to leave him, okay? I could choose to walk out on the Spirit. And I could choose to say, God, I don't want anything to do with the Scriptures anymore, Jesus. And listen, that's, listen, I can do that. I'm going to tell you something. It's in me as a human being it's, it's to hurt my wife if I wanted to. I'd never do it. You know, but I could. If I wouldn't follow the leading and the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me, praise God. We have to walk according to his spirit. The number one thing the spirit is there to do is to help you. Right. And to teach you. And to empower you. To do what? To walk for Jesus. Between us, between heaven and us, there's a devil. Listen, as you walk in for God, he's there to fight you. He's a liar. <laughs> Come on. He is a liar and a thief. The Bible says he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He hasn't changed. What he's done in the past, he's doing now. And just don't think he's sleeping. I think the modern church has thought they buried the devil in the graveyard somewhere. He's not in the graveyard. He's alive and he's well. And I'm not trying to glorify him or give him credit, but he's, he's powerful and deceitful. And he does what he does good. You know how many millions of souls are in hell because of his lies? Come on, somebody. You know how many millions of souls that had died since creation that he lied to? He wiped out almost the whole human race, but Noah and his family. He, he lied to these people. Come on, somebody. He makes them believe something that's not right. To turn their back on God. To lie and make... Like he did to Eve, the very first thing he did was got Eve to doubt God. You sure God said? Come on, somebody. How many have had that, that happen? You, God speaks to your heart, and you know it's right. You sure God said? Yeah. That happened to me. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I fail God sometimes. I'm not here to brag and say I got it all together. I don't, Sister God. But it don't take long. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Thank God the Holy Ghost is there to deal with me and to show me the error of my ways, the sins that I've committed in my heart. I don't know what I'd do without the Holy Ghost. There's times he's quiet. I don't hear him for a couple of days. And I wonder if I, if I messed up. But when he speaks, oh, when he speaks, when he tells me something, 
Listen, it's just a one, I feel the presence of God. I know we're just a few here tonight, but I feel the presence of God. I feel, I feel the anointing. I feel it. I can feel the power of God. The other night, I brought it up. I was sitting back there. It was a Thursday night. And I'm telling you the truth, man. I just sat there, and I had a peace over me. I had God. I felt it. I felt me. Jan was by. I said, Jan, I could feel God's peace. It felt so good. It was so wonderful. That was the Holy Ghost, Lord. That was the Spirit of God giving me rest. Hallelujah. I need the rest of God. I need the peace of God. I need the joy of the Lord. Nobody's talking about the Holy Ghost anymore. Nobody's talking about the peace of God no more. You know, no, nobody talks about seeking and praying through no more. Wanting the presence of God, wanting the light of God, wanting the power of God. I want that, praise God. I don't know about you, but I want it. I want it in my life. I want, I want to be able to feel his peace. And boy, it sure feels good when I feel it. <laughs> oh, man, God help us. <laughs> Let me read this. I don't know if I'm, a, I, I'm almost finished, praise God. I don't want to keep you all too long tonight. And he says here in verse 17, the spirit of truth. Let me, let me read. Yeah, let me read verse 16 one more time. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Listen to that. You see what's going on today. There's so much lies and so much corruption. I'm, listen, I'm not comfortable in my own country. I mean, if I look at what man is, what the leaderships and the, and the people, the Holy Ghost will bring comfort. The world won't receive it, Sister Kathy. It angers us because we see what's going on. We see what could happen. But these are lost people, most of them. They don't understand the ways of God. They don't understand the spirit of God. It don't seem like a lot of them want to know him. Just a, a, a group of greedy People that want power and to destroy other people. I don't know about you. I'm a little uncomfortable by putting my trust in, a, in, a, in an unsaved man. Right? I can't, I can't find it. I just got to live my life trusting the Lord every day right now. And all of us need to do that very same thing. Trust the Lord. Don't put your trust in princes and kings, the scriptures say. But in the Lord, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. It says, can, the world cannot receive it because it is ne they neither see it, see him nor know him. But you know him. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his church. It's Kathy, the Lord, Mom, boom. He's talking to us, Lord <laughs> He says, you know him. You know, when God deals with us about things and the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we're without excuse. Because he's telling us something he's not telling the world. The world, the world can't understand that. What, what? Listen, that's why I said John is such a personal book. You think people just open the scriptures can understand this verse? It's not written to non-believers. It's written for people that understand salvation in Jesus. It's written to people that know the Spirit of God. It's written to people that understand. That's why when I dissect the Gospel of John, 
When a person just gets born again, I tell them, start there. You, you, the Spirit of God has come to teach you. The Spirit of God has come. You're born again. Now the Spirit of God has come to teach you. When you read the Gospel of John, it's there to teach you. Now you're going to find Jesus like you never saw him. Well, I heard my dad talk about him. Talked my grandmother talk about him. I heard my priest talk about him or my preacher talk about him. Till you get born again, born again, you'll never know him. You'll never have that experience like the Spirit would want you to have. The, the fellowship, I feel the presence, the fellowship with the, with the Holy Ghost, the fellowship with Jesus. You're not, you're not going to know that just being a religious person. You've got to get born again. You have to get filled with His Spirit. Do you believe a lost person that has never opened a Bible is going to read this, can understand what I just read to you? But you know it. You see the difference? Because you, 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 the Holy Spirit's there to teach you. Somebody say amen. <laughs> You're quiet. <laughs> I like the next verse. Verse 18. I will not leave you. What is it? The New King James says, I will not leave you orphans. He says, I will come to you. <laughs> My Lord, that'll preach. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you homeless or without a father. I'm going to come to you. My God, I feel the presence. When you get born again, he's coming to you. The Holy Spirit is coming to you. What is he coming to do? He's coming to teach you, give you comfort, strengthen you. That's what he's there for. Let me tell you something. It bothers me, and it's just me, okay? I, I don't know about you. When the church stopped preaching the Holy Ghost, when it stops preaching the presence of God, the Holy Spirit's there to teach us. We can't be taught without it. You can have a, fa a preacher have fancy words and say nice words, but you know what? Without the Holy Spirit, it won't work. Come on, somebody. Without the Holy Spirit, you had, you had the inauguration of the president a couple of days when, yesterday. And his main message was that we're going to unify. But that's about the most ununified person they claim to be in the government right now. He went, he went against taking jobs from people already, right? You're going to tell me you want to unify somebody? He's lying. Words don't do it, just a cat. That has to be a power of the presence of the Holy Ghost in the preachers and in the children of God to be able to, to preach, to testify, to demonstrate the power of God. One thing I've done, when I share the gospel with somebody, I want people to know they can sense the love of Jesus in me or, while I'm speaking. Well, how, how are you going to do that? It's just your, your love. I mean, they know how you, you express yourself about it. They can, they can see you talking like you're talking about your wife maybe. You know what I'm saying? Or your husband. How special is Jesus in our lives? I want to challenge you this week. I mean, just personally. Just when you get on your knees, ask yourself, how special are you to me tonight, Jesus? How is, my, how is the Spirit in me in drawing me closer to you? And I had to do it. Seriously, I, I found myself, my Lord Jesus, I had, to, I had to ask God to help me. I want to know him. 
I want to know his presence. I want to know his peace. I want to know his joy. Listen, when you have that, nothing else seems to matter. <laughs> the confidence of your faith rises. When, you, when you're fellowshipping with him and knowing him and being taught by the Holy Ghost, things are different inside. Like you said, about people who don't want to go to church no more, about people said they can serve God without coming to church. I can't. I don't believe that. You have, listen, when we get together and share the gospel and we worship, listen, we're not, we're not worried about everybody else. We just want to worship God. We want to be with God. We want to learn. We want to encourage one. Things could happen. The power of God will move because our love for Jesus was what draws us together. You know, the scriptures say that in 1 John, how could you say you love God and hate your brother? Our love for each other is a testimony to Jesus. We're, our love for each other is, is, a, is a reflection of our love for Jesus. So the Spirit does that. The Spirit comes and He, he brings us closer together. It unifies the body. I need you, praise God. I need you to pray for me. I need you to love me. I need you to encourage me. Listen. I want the encouragement of the Lord all the time. I believe everybody in this church is important, and those who are not here tonight due to sickness or why or other reasons, God wants to work in their lives. Hallelujah. The last few years, I'm going to tell you what, God blessed me. I've met good people. Good people that, you know, I went to their home. They came to my house and just talked about Jesus. Seriously, there was nothing else. I mean, I was so encouraged. Like Brother Daniel. I was talking about Brother Daniel a while ago. Fine man of God. I mean, I mean, seriously. I, ate at, I went to his house. He came at our house a couple of times. We had a real good time. But always talking about Jesus. <laughs> seriously. Always bringing up Jesus. We'd get the guitar out. We'd sing a couple of songs. And, and then we'd, we'd, we'd talk about the Lord. We'd sharpen our, our, our swords. Our iron sharpens his iron, you know. But nobody never left mad. Nobody. <laughs> it was just a good time. And I, listen, good time. And God wants that for us. The Spirit wants to draw us together in fellowship. God wants to draw us together in fellowship with Him. Somebody say amen. <laughs> All right. Let me read one more verse to you. Okay, I have a few, but I'm not going to go there tonight. Luke chapter six, 3, verse 16. Oh, man, this is good, man. I should have saved this for Sunday morning. <laughs> I know, that's, that's all right. That's what God wants, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you what, I've never in my life remembered sermons I preached. Like, a, I can remember the last three months because I noticed God has put me focusing upon Him, faith in Him, trusting in Him. Not trusting in fear, but faith. I mean, remember I said that fear is what? Faith in the devil. Faith is fearing God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you remember that? Faith, fear is faith in the devil. Faith is fearing God. There's a bad fear, there's a good fear. Amen? I was gonna. I'm gonna make me some bumper stickers. I still, I still do, Jim. We have to make the uh, people at the printing place make us some. 
I want to put that on a bumper sticker. I want to, I want to, I don't know, but two years ago, the Lord gave me, I was supposed to put it on a sticker. I want to, I want to put it on a bumper sticker. Fear is faith in the devil. Faith is fear in God. Let me share this with you real quick. And what I said, chapter 3, verse 16. John answers saying to all, this is John the Baptist. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I <laughs> is, I is coming, <laughs> who sand those straps I'm not worthy to unloose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. My God. My God. Why would preachers today say, we don't need that Holy Spirit in the church? <laughs> Come on. How stupid. Stiff necks, uncircumcised, always going to resist the Holy Ghost. You can't have a church without the Holy Ghost. You can't have a walk with God without the Holy Spirit. You can't move and, and, and preach without the Holy Spirit. All they got those that do it, but it ain't God. I asked this morning, I was praying, Lord, show me what to, to preach. And that came, and I shared that with Janice. I just said, you know what? What is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? What, you know, you go back and you examine your life. I'm talking now. I'm not talking about 20 years. I'm talking now. I'm talking about this present day. How has the Holy Spirit made a difference in your life? Oh, my God. Many's changed me in the last, oh, my Lord. There's just things happening. It's just that I'm starting to, I want to know him. I don't want to know him just on the pages. I want to know him in my heart. I know I'm saved. You're saved. But to know him. Like I said, I don't think we understand who this being we call God is. This is a glorious, powerful, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing God. There's nothing. Is hid from him. There's nothing you see that hasn't been made by him. He breeds life. He creates things. Magnificent. Powerful. And when we get on our knees tonight, remember who we're kneeling before. Come on, somebody. Remember who he is. He's not... The church God or the Baptist God or the full gospel God or the Catholic God. Or he's God omnipotent, almighty. Nothing happens without him. Oh, God. I want to be able to dwell with that God, fellowship with that God. <clears throat> I want to be able to, when I sit in my little place in the morning and pray, that this God, this creator, this mighty being stops and listens to me. Huh? Imagine that. He stops. He has, he has, he's, he's controlling the, the, the cosmos, man. Everything out there is, is moving by his word. He, he's, 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 he's maneuvering everything. He has everything in operation. He's all, he, and he stops. I say, Father, okay, Lane. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, come on. 
What an exciting God we serve. He stops and he listens to me. Oh, my, my, my. My, that's what it is to have the Holy Spirit and be able to fellowship with him. You know, we have the light of Christ in us, man. I could preach on and I'm stopping. I'm just, it, just, it, just, it just does something to me. I'm going to go back tonight and I'm going to put my head on my pillow and it's, it's going to be in my heart. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to dwell on this. I'm telling you. I feel it so much this, this morning, this, this tonight. I feel the presence of God. I want the presence of God. Scott, I want him. I want him to dwell with me. I want him to, to, to minister to me. Like he's doing now. I could preach to 12 o'clock now, but I'm going to stop. Seriously. Because <laughs> I know it's what he wants us to do. He wants us to go forward. Listen, this little church is going to grow. Souls are going to come in. Lives are going to be changed. Bodies are going to be healed. The power of God's going to move. Not because, because we welcome him in here. You understand what I'm saying? We wel- Look, like I told you, like I said it a while ago, when I sat in that chair, well, not this one, but I was right there. I remember 12 years old when the preacher said, if anybody needs Jesus... That's the very first time I gave my life to the Lord. I was sitting right there. Wasn't married, didn't have no children. I remember it so well. But the Spirit of God spoke to me. I felt, I felt safe. I didn't have to convince myself. I knew if I'd die right there. And I don't remember anybody explaining really to me. I just, there was just a conversion. It just I, I, I was saved. <laughs> I was born again. Couldn't quote a Bible verse to save my life. But I knew he saved me. I'm going to tell you another story. And I tell that story. God is, listen, years before I even got saved, he spoke to me. And I'm going to say it because it's... it's, it's, it's the Spirit of God has been trying. He knows those. I got hit by a car, Sister Kathy. I was five years old. Listen, I'm telling you, that bike was bent. It, 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 the, the, my brother got so mad at me. Carl, he, 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 he was angry. His bike, he didn't care about me. <laughs> but the bike was bent, all bent up. Didn't even break a bone. Mama brought me to I was bruised up a little bit. I remember it threw me. The car hit me. Threw me. Could God be watching over me that day? Yeah. Hey, he spoke to me at six years old. My daddy was dying. I'll never forget that. I heard him. My grandmother was on the phone. She says, she, I was, and, and as she was talking to the doctor, whatever, to find out, was, the Holy Spirit told me, your dad's going to die, son. Six years old. And I understood it. Like I'm, I can understand that now. Don't ask me how to explain it. But the, God was dealing with me even then. I don't, listen, I can't explain the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't. I, why would he tell a six-year-old, all I got to want to do is play in dirt? I sell it now. 
I didn't, I just, as I got older, I started studying, why, why, why? Even then, he was preparing me. He, he knew I'd be born again. No, I'd backslid from God after I made a commitment here. I'm going to lie. Somebody said, well, name was always, I was not always saved. Me and Janice got saved and we came back here. The same place. Of all places, the same place. I remember. We served God here. Lena was only six months old. She was almost 40 years old. How old was she? 38. 38 years old. She was only six months old. So my kids raised here. Book. <laughs> you know, he's a little baby. Isaac and Hannah. And believe me, they remember this place. Brother Mike, before he died, the last wedding he did was Isaac's wedding. And the last little baby he dedicated was Joe. <laughs> I thought about that over. I don't know if God plans things like that. See, I really don't. But I know it, it, it affected us, my family. That's why this, this, this church means a lot to us. And the ministry here means a lot. It, listen, we love this place. And I, and I'm a, I want to do everything possibly. And, and, and as the Holy Ghost gives me strength, to see this, this community saved and lives changed. That's just me, okay? I don't put that burden on nobody else. It's just for 30-something years, and even before that, this is where we met God. Amen. I thank God for it. And we, we let's just be encouraged. That was the Holy Spirit. I'm just giving you a little testimony because that's what happened to me. And Lord knows I'm not making up none of that stuff. <laughs> this, listen, even my kids, they talk about this place. Oh, I, oh the, I remember, and they, they quote from, from Brother Mike, Brother Kuhn a lot. <laughs> I mean, men of God that made a difference, okay? And I thank God, the Spirit of God was here to do that for me. Listen, I thank God. The Spirit of God was here. The people of God were here. Jen, you remember when I got in that accident with that man? Listen, I could have died just a cat when that machine passed on that man. You know, and the devil plays back on your mind. He says, well, you know, he died. He's in hell. And I preached to him. I would preach to him at work. He'd laugh at me. I'd come back at the end of the day, and they were laughing at me, mocking me. He was one of them. And you know what? One day my father-in-law and mother-in-law was at my house. Brother Kuhn called. Somebody else called. We love you, Brother Lane. We're praying for you. Oh, my God. What had I done without that? That was a time of my life. Listen, if I wouldn't have known the Lord, I'd have died, man. Without the people of God, we need each other. That's what I see, okay? That's what I see as a church. A body that made a difference and making a difference. And I thank God for it. I do thank the Lord for it, for what he's done in our lives.